What's up? It's Zach, and this is an announcement. I'm stoked, stoked to report. Y'all have raised over $400 with new and upgrading subscriptions, and that means we'll be donating at least $800 to a crisis cold weather shelter in our community to help keep folks warm this winter. Thank you. Seriously, huge fucking thank you to everyone who subscribed or upgraded or shared the show with your friends. You are the reason we can keep producing this show at this level. And you are the reason we can match these pledges and help this volunteer-led cold weather shelter provide necessities. Clothes like jackets, beanies, gloves, socks, long underwear, food, hygiene products, medicine. We are absolutely thrilled to match what y'all put up. And there's a few days left, so... I wonder if it's possible for y'all to take it up another hundred so we can bring that grand total to over a grand. I believe, I believe we can do it. The deadline is the end of Monday, December 11th. So if you're listening to this to kick off your week, you still have time. If it still hasn't become Tuesday, December 12th in US Central Time, the links are in the show notes. And now... Over to Wolf the Dog. Well, look who we got here. A couple of little wolf pups in search of some good audio content from your old grandpup, Wolf the Dog. Now, I am the DJ of this here radio station known as 694.2 PTBP. I'm glad you're here, little ones. It's always good to lend your elders an ear or three. Seriously. I need to borrow some ears. Cough them up. Speaking of ears, I'm always listening when y'all are howling at me. This howling with Wolf is from L in St. Paul, Minnesota, who tagged at Pretending Pod on the internet like the rad person they are. You could be like L and do that too, because through and through, it's one of the coolest things you could do. L writes... Hey there, Wolf and the whole pretending crew. Y'all are just so squamously wonderful and bring joy to this dreary mortician's life. I've been running nerd games for 30 years and I can't help but admire the ever-loving shit out of what y'all create here. Only real shout-out I have is for the PTBP Patreon. It's so worth it and my cold, dead heart almost feels joy at supporting such a great podcast. Oh, listeners should check out my art and poetry at bone underscore dust underscore and underscore doom on Instagram. Fuck the Zuck, but actually don't fuck him. No one should. Well, thanks for writing in, L. We always appreciate hearing from our dreamy, dreary devotees. Maybe one day you'll let me into that Morgan take a peek around. Surely y'all could spare a few ears for a little wolf such as myself. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on the internet or write up a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice and call me out. And if it ain't on Apple Podcasts, you're going to have to post that ish somewhere like the inside of my favorite dumpster or just like Instagram or whatever the fuck. Well, Zach already talked about the damn Patreon pledge drive and L shouted out the Patreon too. So I guess it's already time for the news. 
news. Last time, Julius Summers lost his grip inside a gargantuan black site with a door that connects this underground layer to the tower surrounded by fog in the middle of the ocean. Agent Diggory and Dr. Murray watch as he lost not only his grip, but his face as well. Meanwhile, Cal Colorado, Beck Wilder, and Stevie headed to Olga's underground Iolite jazz abode, began recording Mo Gibson's live streaming drone footage from the Bog Job Squad's expedition into the tug hole and utilized the standard issue C-A-N disguise box. Standard issue can disguise box. With questionable results. The towering performer, Nashe Kit, click-clacked over to their booth with enormous heels, quickly saw through the attempted ruse, and invited the group to follow her to the back room of the jazz abode. Taking us now to something completely different. It's Dragon in 3 with I Can't Stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. here back again with an extra special wonderful delightful guest you might you just might know her already and i sincerely hope that you do because she's already been in season two you also might know her from her own show, The Lost Mountain Saga, which is set in 19th century Sweden, and they play Vason? 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 Don't, don't say it. Don't, I don't. Vison. And, and the show <laughs> is adapted into an official adventure for the Vason universe. Book in print. Buy it at your local gaming store. Of course, she's also Carol Colorado. It's Cal's daughter, Ellie De Lorenzo. <laughs> yep. All right, now do that's us. me. Uh, Luke, Joe, and Thomas are also here, and Joe is too. Sorry to see you leave. Sorry, I meant Joe. Ellie do us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a fifth member of pretending to be people? Like, did someone get kicked out? And what happened? Yeah, Justin got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> we relegated him. He kicked himself since out. Since the very beginning to being our uh, our musical artist. Uh, no, he's uh, our artist in residence. <laughs> yeah, our, our yeah. friend Justin is uh, Wolf the Dog. Wolf the Dog. But no, yeah, we kicked Alex out and replaced him with Joe, and it's been a, and that a was way long better before deal. We started recording. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. All the drama. So much drama. Oh yeah, backstabbing. Uh, 
double crossing fucking each other's wives or something. I started nasty rumors about Alex. That's how I got in the group. <laughs> Only Zach is married, but as soon as like the rest of us are, it's gonna be like yeah, I'm gonna fuck all their wives. It's, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. drink their blood, fuck their wives. I literally <laughs> every time a relationship starts to get serious, I'm like, if we get married, Zach's gonna fuck you, <laughs> and they're like, well, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. That's it. They need to know what they're going into. It's a reality we all have to deal with. <laughs> what a cool intro. Yeah, Welcome, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Joining us once again here at Pretending Ellie, to uh, Be People. Luke and I haven't got to play with you, but we've got to listen to you before. Your Bigfoot run was super fun. Thank you. There were a lot of really good laughs in there. Yeah, that was that was super fun. But um, it, it was also my first time playing Delta Green. So it was really such a cool introduction. But um, I have forgotten everything since then. Oh, me too. That's okay. Well, I think you're like... <laughs> listening to it you're just like a natural role player so whatever you're playing you can adapt to but i think you'll get right into the feel of things oh you're sweet is he trying, what is he trying over there mr luke is he trying no i'm not gonna finish that sentence what are you, try, what are you trying mr luke well hey, uh you're trying to fuck my wife is that what's going on <laughs> Your character and my character are going to be friends, I think. So I'm just trying to get um, a method acting, I think. Oh, I see. I see. I see what this yeah, is. Yeah, otherwise it's he's all a, a job. Prick. It's all a job to Luke. Yeah, I don't give a he shit about to... you. <laughs> Unless it can help me. I don't know. I guess the frequent complaint is that method actors only method act when they have to be assholes. So if one is actually method acting as a nice person, Whoa. we may just have to take it. Mm. Better than the alternative. Luke throws yep. things most recordings. Um, we do we do takes until midnight. He is he's the, a he's he's the the, the taskmaster and diva. Of, he spits up my nostril if I say something wrong. He spits up your wow. nostril. Yeah. Is yeah. that what he does? Like when you go outside? And, yeah, he holds my head and he's back like, and angry he says, whispering. "Get lower, get lower, get lower." <laughs> and then we hear like, <laughs> "Dude, there's like there's and a, then you sneeze a lot. There's a." a <laughs> A run of like 15 episodes in the middle of season one where I was not happy with the final edit. And so I did Zach, Thomas, Joe, and Luke and the characters. And I want to say, guess what your 15 favorite run of episodes are. That's probably the one that I did. Oh my God. It's an all-time classic. Hell yeah. The Luke era. So, Ellie, what kind of role-playing have you been up to in between the last time you were on... And this uh, one, have you done any? I've been role playing a good mom. Um, <laughs> I um, had a child oh, since shit. I think I, another one. Um, another have one. you failed any another roles? Another one. I've failed. Uh, yeah, I failed. Uh, the labor hurt like hell this time around. <laughs> Fuck. Con, con, I, I don't know. Roll. I, I barely play anything. Like I'm like, <laughs> what? What is it? A con? The Constitution check. I yep. failed that one. It hurt like hell, and I was screaming and crying. And I also like having one child is like I can't believe I ever complained about that. Having two is in, in, insane. Like <laughs> how I, old are they? W- one is four months old, and the other one is two. And you know, so I breastfeed, and I feel like 
my brain is in my breasts and it gets sucked out every day and gets smaller and smaller. Like Same my energy. <laughs> some Delta Green shit. That is. <laughs> <laughs> nice, exactly. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Well, we You're really welcome. appreciate you taking the time out from your heavy breastfeeding schedule to join us to play this game this evening. Yeah. I mean, you guys are very, very welcome. I am also very excited to be invited to do this because it's, it's a little different from my day to day. I love it. I, and I also, yeah, I mean, thank you for your service. I wanted to pivot off of that because these two are American citizens. Whoa. Oh, wow. Nice. They're going to be drafted in the water wars. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a crowd pleaser for a different type of audience. I get it. <laughs> I wanna, oh, no, I, you I'm are all like, about that. <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, no, Thomas loves America. Yeah. I'm trying to leave again. <laughs> when I think of our when I think of our audience, I explicitly remember the one guy who was like, I'm canceling my Patreon subscription because they don't like Trump. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. Didn't he say something like, If if you like Trump, this podcast isn't for you? And we were just like, Yeah. And he didn't care for that. And then he stayed a Patreon subscription. <laughs> I see <laughs> written down right here, it ex- it says do not bring Trump up around Ellie. You're a big fan? <laughs> I mean, it's it's more like that I can't talk about it legally, my relation oh. with, uh, with Trump. Uh, <laughs> right. Some pending litigation. There's a lot of exactly. those out there. Yeah. Right, right, right. Anyway, uh, on to religion now? <laughs> yes, please. And then sex. How can you talk about one without the other? With Zach, it often blends. Yeah. I think we've all been to church, but I don't think any of us have had sex. <laughs> Wait, we're waiting for the, not even Zach. Me neither. He's waiting he is till... married, but he's still waiting for the right, uh, the right girl. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like uh, Jesus' mom. Knocked up twice without even touching a penis. <laughs> it's very impressive. Wow. You could go on Oprah. We could, I mean, you could start a religion around that. I know. <laughs> you did two better than, like, one better than Mary. Oh, yeah, she was lazy. Are you teaching your children woodworking or any sort of, like, construction skills? No, but I did teach them. The The other day, we were celebrating a rel- religious holiday because it's Christmas time. And mm-hmm. I tried to explain to my two-year-old why we were celebrating. And I told her the uh, Lord of the Rings Oh, <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Very nice. Wait, so is Christmas when the ring was destroyed or what are the uh, religious No, like so we were, we were celebrating Advent and I was like, so this is when they left the Shire. Yeah. Like <laughs> when we that's light great. the fourth candle, that's when we cast the ring into the fire. And then Santa comes and save the plot line by, you know, picking them up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. In his hey, sleigh. Yep. If you're role playing being a mom, that's a natural 20, I think. Absolutely. You're crushing Aww. it. And in this game, it's a 69. Right. Oh, House right. rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. We're playing role playing games. Numbers. Okay, that's I'm right. Ready. You got your 2D10 ready. And if so, I need to kick these boys out of the room. Uh, before we leave, what kind of dice are you working with? Uh, virtual. Google. Oh, nice. Where'd you get those? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we found them here. <laughs> well, I think that's a good uh, yeah. launching off point. Perfect. Now that we've antagonized you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Fare thee well. Okay. Enjoy my living room. Yeah, we'll uh, see, you. We'll see, see you in a minute. Soon. Do you have any expectations on how long until... Yeah, two minutes. Two? Yeah, or 20. Well, that's not answering my question <laughs> oh, at all then. Oh, 
Ellie DiLorenzo. Carol Colorado, if you will. Let's get a refresher on what Carol looks like uh, here on the college campus that she is currently attending and uh, I, I believe not so attending uh, as far as the classes go, but still enrolled, certainly. Uh, yeah, I imagine her being slightly like mousy, plain looking, like brown haired, big glasses. However, since attending college, she's been trying to explore a little bit with, with herself up. and her identity. Like, yeah. So I wrote down ill fitting crop tops and <laughs> lenses that irritates her eyes all the time. But oh, she's trying to, like, trying to ditch trying the glasses. To, yeah. She's all that kind of thing. Like, she's trying to transform from this mousy... Yeah, she's trying to walk down the staircase. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really work. Like, she screams insecurity. <laughs> so that's that's how I envision her. Okay, well, then we see this, this vision of uh, an ill-fitting crop top and uh, just insecurity showing all over the face of Carol Colorado as she sits in the office of her academic advisor on campus and this woman who is trying to help you with your collegiate studies is a very prim proper woman hair just so in the classic mother cut the short haircut multiple degrees hang on the wall behind her and her office just gives an air of authority and knowledge and she says and i'm sure Carol, the, the, the pressures of of being the daughter of Cal Colorado and Virginia McIntyre, I mean, it must have been heavy. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm going to become my own person. It's not like I have to walk in their footsteps. No, no, you absolutely don't. I'm like, I'm doing my own things. Absolutely, absolutely. But those own things, when you're doing your own things, that that has to include going to your core classes, Carol, because if you don't, then you're not going to be able to study. What's it say here? You did a late enrollment in a photography class. You're not going to be able to keep doing your passions, what you love, if you're if you're flaking out and not showing up for your gen eds. Listen, I, I don't need this, honestly. I don't need college. I have my art. I have my poetry. I have my guitar lessons. I don't have to do anything. I'm just doing this for the for the social aspect. Okay, to well, be then if you're here for the social aspect, why not go to class? I mean, it's easy, Carol. You're a smart young woman. You can do anything you set your mind to. I believe it. I've seen it. I mean, your your test scores in high school, everything shows through that you could easily pass these classes. You just need to show up. You just have to be there. Perhaps I don't want to be, you know, that girl anymore perhaps i just want to be free perhaps i want to be something else something that no one else would expect something bigger something mm -hmm. cooler and we kind of fade out of this scene and we uh, see carol preparing for her next big photo shoot You've been planning this for a little bit and you're in pre-production right now. So you're, you're looking for talent you're trying to find a location. You're locking down your crew. You're locking down, you're borrowing lights from people in the, in the videography department at your school. You're, you're getting everything ready to go. And as you're figuring out what the style is, what the mood, what the theme of this shoot is going to be, you're looking for something transgressive you're looking for something that'll you know 
push the boundaries. And Carol, what is this hot new shoe gonna be? What's a vibe? Carol, I think, is slightly panicking because she's she has so little experience with sex, but she is still trying to do something sexy. What is uh, what is Carol's role in all this? I'm imagining that she's in front of the camera, extremely uncomfortable uh, with this whole situation. She's like, uh, "Yeah, does does that look good? Like, tell me, tell me honestly, though." Uh, what? Yeah, uh, the girl behind the camera is like, "We need to like spice it up or something. Like, can we do something like political or like?" Yeah. How about how about you? Okay. Yeah. Like um, uh, a cross on my forehead. That could mean something, right? Yeah. This dude in the back of the room is like, yeah, the cross, like, on the... If you did it upside down, it'd be, like, Antichrist. (gasps) Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Actually, let's do crosses all over our bodies. Whoa! And so the the room lights up with just the spark of creativity and all these different, you know, markers and paints and all sorts of different uh, ways to mark a human body come out. We've got eyeliners. I think uh, I think she's like, no one has ever criticized religion before. No one has ever been bald like this before. We're on to something, guys. We're on to something new and cool. What is the location of this shoot? Is it, you know, is it a dorm room? Is it a warehouse? Is it an abandoned parking garage? Is it... Uh... <laughs> I was thinking that, like, it could be a church, like yeah. an abandoned church. But I is that maybe too unrealistic? No, I, we had a church on campus at the college that I dropped out of, and awesome. <laughs> uh, you could drop out. Yeah, you could you could very easily uh, <laughs> figure out your way into that place. No, I love that. Yeah, like let's have it in a church, but but uh, they're weirdly respectful still <laughs> of everything that's going on. Even at like two in the morning, they've been smoking pot, they've been drinking. This group with Carol all you know kind of meanders together, covered up, and I mean it's the summertime, so you just you know covering your the paint that's you know, all over the bodies as you kind of amble over to this church that's on campus and somebody cracks one of the windows open and crawls through and then lets everyone in and like you said everyone's being weirdly respectful you know yeah like it's not like they're rock starring i kind of want them to be like actually like they want to be badass but they're truly not even somebody goes to, to push over a pew and everybody's like hey that's not cool yeah careful you don't know yeah, if we fuck everything up, then we can't come back. We have to leave everything exactly how it was. Hey, guys, I have an idea. And she walks up to the altar and pours some water on it. Ooh. She's getting more and more courageous now. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care at all. Everyone's kind of looking at each other like, oh, shit. That's exactly what we were just saying not to do. Is Carol fucking cool? Hey James. Yeah. You wanna you wanna f- fuck at the alt on the altar? Like, do you wanna have sex with me right now? Uh. uh, uh N- never mind if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> 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 it's just such a such a that was so stupid. I, I was kidding. You're you're dumb. I would never have sex with you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to a montage of this photo shoot happening. And, you know, everyone is, you know, going around. We get different poses. We got different groups of people. Yeah, all the different scenes. And then on the way out, Carol, you're walking out and you 
see this Bible that is kind of sitting out. It looks like someone might have picked it up at a certain point throughout the photo shoot, maybe even utilized it, but it wasn't put back where it was supposed to be, which is like in the back of one of the pews in the chapel. As you grab it and start walking it over to one of the pews, you notice that there is a silk string that is a bookmark that's like tied into the Bible, right? And so you're curious, you grab the string, flip the book open, and on the inside, you see a symbol. And Ellie, I've sent you a picture on Discord. Yeah. And it is open to page 211, and in the top right of this page, you see that it says Romans 9.9. It's the New Testament plus Psalms and Proverbs. Drawn on this page is a symbol and written off to the right next to it. What does it say there? Big circle, little circle, question mark, dot, ask away, tips, blood, flat, surface. And Carol, when you look at that, I need you to roll power. Okay. Twenty-two. Um, I I don't know if that's gonna be enough. One sec, power. That is absolutely gonna do it. So you rolled a twenty-two, and when the dice match, it's a crit. Fuck yeah! It's I forgot about that part. I I forgot about everything. Oh my god. Um, I knew that it was supposed to be low, but okay, cool. Yes, yeah, okay, so cool. you rolled so, yeah. under, and you critically succeeded on this check. And so with that, you understand completely something within you. It like opens up an avenue in your brain. Neurons start firing that haven't fired before, and you see limitless potential, unending opportunity at your disposal and you know that this holds some sort of power that you cannot comprehend wow holy shit i think i think a part of it is like you know short-term goals right now Mm. like she truly she wants to you know become this charismatic alluring woman (laughs) uh, but then she starts thinking about like wait a second if what if I can become actually powerful? What if I... And then she immediately gets, like, power hungry. <laughs> is this some magic going on? What the hell is this? Hey, Carol, are you coming? We need to get out of here. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, hold on one sec. And she hides it. Okay. She hides it and heads out. And everyone gets back to the dorm. The drinks continue to flow. The joints continue to pass. And some of the uh, photo editors start pulling up the raws and throwing loots on them. And, you know, giving it the first go around, showing everybody their best shots. But Carol is preoccupied by the thought of this book, the thought of what's written in it, and the potential of what can be done. And she knows one person who might know a little bit more about this realm, this occulty side of life. And I'm going to go grab Luke. What? <laughs> Not that asshole. I did. That How was did I so do that? weird. I don't know. That was so wild. Right? Yeah, that was super weird. On Google Meets. What? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> All right, do, 
do the two two rock horns. <laughs> oh my god! What? I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, do do a peace sign, and now do two peace signs. Confetti, dude. <laughs> oh my god! How do you know this? Yeah, I have never. Uh, I accidentally did a the lasers on a meeting with a client. <laughs> And then Amazing. we spent like six minutes figuring out all the stuff you could do. Like one thumbs up just does the thumbs up emoji thing. That's extremely but funny. Anyway, yeah. Af- after a couple lasers happened behind me, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, instead of making a good camera, MacBooks made of thumb. <laughs> They're like, yeah, thumb tracking. <laughs> thumb tracking. All right, let's dive fucking in. We got Carol Colorado and Luke is here also. Should and I read my thing now? Yeah, I think I so. It? So we're going to learn a little bit about Luke's new character to kick this off. Close your eyes. Okay. His hand touched my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> And imagine that your eyes are the camera. The camera pans around a room gilded by the early sunlight. A bed dressed in Rossi and a silk sheets shines in the morning glow from the window above. A sculpture of red sandalwood seems to grow out of the ground, twisting up into a bedside table. Steam rises above the blue and white cranes flying on a porcelain coffee cup perched on the table. As the camera pans, you catch a glimpse into a closet. A beautiful sea of fabric spills out of the closet and into the room. As the camera slowly moves to the right, the glint off an ornate golden mirror briefly blinds you. As your eyes refocus, you see the back of a man hunched over a desk, working furiously. Indistinct, but clearly frustrated muttering comes from the man in the mirror. Suddenly, he flies out of his chair, spins around to face the closet, and bolts across the room. As the camera jerks to face the closet, your eyes are once again blinded by a brilliant beam of sunlight reflected off the man's face. As you look again, you notice perfect wooden circles encompassing his eyes. As he squints down at some fabric on the floor in front of him, he pulls his flowing jet black hair back into a ponytail and pushes his glasses up his nose as his eyes dart around the ground below him. His arm swoops down and back up in an instant, clutching a wad of pearlescent white fabric like a bird might hold its prey. He takes off back towards his workstation, his kimono flowing around him like a thick fog. As he sits back down, we see him pick up a sewing needle and stab it into the snowy white cloth. Oh no, oh oh no, Oh, oh, oh wow. Over his shoulder we see the cloth, stained. Droplets of blood slowly seep out of his thumb and drip onto the project before him. As more blood falls onto the fabric, his thumb begins to move more purposely. He begins with great force to squeeze his thumb, moving his arm and body in a trance-like dancing rhythm. He moves around the desk for a few moments and then suddenly, he's still. He begins to laugh as he stands motionless. He puts his thumb in his mouth thoughtfully sucking and staring at his creation in silence. It's it's perfect. I'm amazing. As he absentmindedly chews at his thumb, he stares at his masterpiece. A shining white top of knitted cotton, 
with perfectly puffy sleeves and pearlescent accents on the collar, with a texture reminiscent of a grandmother's doily. In the center of the top, an abstract image of a goat's head is splattered in scarlet. After a brief moment of silent celebration, his focus is interrupted by, Hello, Moto. (laughs) Coming from somewhere in the closet, he rushes back to his trove of textiles, haphazardly throwing material over his shoulder until he reaches his phone. Child, uh, this is Crystal Ball. Uh, Yes, I've actually just finished the first piece of the collection. (laughs) Hold on. Crystal Ball santers over to his creation and snaps a picture. I just sent it to you. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know it. Increase the order by how much? 85 pieces? <laughs> well, uh, of course I can. <laughs> the man falls onto the bed, enveloped by the silk sheets and sunlight, and begins Googling human blood for sale. Oh, fucking shit. And what that is, is this dude's name? Uh, Cristobal de Moda. <laughs> Cristobal de Moda. Welcome to season two. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Now, Ellie, Carol Colorado knows Cristobal, and Cristobal knows Carol Colorado. And how? How did you meet this uh, this fashion tycoon this absolutely magnetic artist who uh, is on his way up maybe not you know ascended fully he's yet, he's 34 years old but he's i think maybe just now fully realized his potential like her parents are sort of a big deal would he would they have would they have been in the same circles maybe Cristobal is from like the area, like outside the city, but he definitely he went to school for fashion in the city. And Carol is actually going to school in a city, which is different than the city. Right. Cristobal <laughs> wanted to leave the city and go to a city, but um, you know, uh, it just worked out. He went to the city school, and uh, he. <laughs> He's like, if you've ever been to the jazz club in the city, you would know that all of the performers' outfits are designed by Cristobal. Like, everybody says, oh, are you wearing Demoda? Demoda? Demoda. Demoda? Okay, so, yeah, so, like, my parents are journalists. And, like, he would love for Cal to wear one of his pieces. Maybe they met like a while ago and she was still like a mousy weird teenager who was very gawkish and and you probably well, I don't know anything about your character cuz I am not a, I haven't been allowed to listen to the parts that you've right. done. <laughs> but so so you would like probably remember Carol as like a very like acne prone teen girl who will never walk on any cat walk ever you know like <laughs> so far away from fashion icon no cats will be walked yeah uh, i think cristobal overheard her muttering that to herself at a restaurant one day and he was like <laughs> oh and then he designed a dress for her and then had her walk in his like art show Oh, shit. Okay, well, let's go to that scene. Yeah, we're at the bar, and there's chandeliers coming down. Cristobal is on a trip to a city downtown at one of the, like, cool, artsy hangouts. This is before Carol has gained this newfound confidence from the photo shoot in the church. 
no, seriously, Carol, I think there's something there, right? Like, don't you feel it? There's something magical within each one of us. Like, you're unique, and so is everyone else, but that doesn't mean that your light can't shine any brighter. Listen, Chrissy, I'm going to tell you a secret about life. And it's that ugly people, we always tell ourselves that there's something cool and magical about us. But at the end of the day, if you don't have it, you don't have it, okay? I will never walk down a catwalk with my, with my feet. <laughs> I don't have anything to offer anyone, okay? And as you say, I don't have anything to offer anyone... Cristobal Demoda prowls onto the scene. He's at the bar talking to the bartender. I'll have a Negroni Thun. Yeah. It's a Negroni with Capri Thun. Instead of the Campari? Instead of whatever you want. And then he looks over to Carol. The fashion that Cristobal designs isn't inherently beautiful, but it's beautiful in its own way. Hmm. And that's what he sees in Carol, Colorado. And he looks at her and he kind of like pokes her shoulder. Uh, are you more blue or green? Excuse me? Am I more blue or green? And she's confused. When she looks back at him, he is holding up a like a sketchbook. He's like pointing at two oh. different like dress designs. Which one in blue or green? Oh my goodness. Um, I like the green one. Chrissy is just nodding. Super hard. Flash forward to Carol has now found confidence within her group after this uh, experience at the church. And it is now time to meet up with Cristobal for this runway evening, this night of catwalking. And Carol Colorado has the confidence, but maybe has never done anything like this before and we're backstage and you brought the Bible with you because you knew that you wanted to show it to Cristobal. He is the person who would know the most about this uh, artifact that you have acquired. As you walk into the event space where this like fashion show is happening you walk backstage where you were told to go and you see Cristobal not like angrily, but just like yelling at people and directing them places to go. And then he looks over and he sees you and he runs up to you. Hey. Carol, look. And he like motions over to the beautiful green dress that he's designed for you. Oh my God, Cristobal, it's perfect. Can I, can I touch it? Well, uh, we're kind of uh, running uh, behind on time. Maybe go put it on. Of, of course, sorry. No, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry. That's slang I've heard. Anyway, and she walks over to the dress and immediately puts it on. Just over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over her other clothes. She's like, um. And then she takes off her other clothing awkwardly. She isn't sure if that's what you're supposed to do. Cristobal, in silence, watches you take your clothes off underneath the dress and is just dumbfounded. He has never seen anyone do this before. <laughs> you somehow take off all of your clothes without taking the dress off. Right. And so he watches that happen and then he like picks up the clothes as you're taking them off and kind of like looks at them and he walks over to a trash can and puts them in there and then walks back and he's like, 
So I know I, uh, you have never done this before. It's just ask any questions. Just let me know because these girls they know what they're doing. I need to make sure you do. Cristobal, with a weird confidence that does not suit her at all, she just walks over and says, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing." And then she swallows very, very hard. All right, let's get a roll here as we cut to the time of the walk down said catwalk. I need Mm -hmm. a roll of either charisma, athletics, or dexterity, whichever is highest. Ooh, I have 85 in charisma. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Strong. That's a, what is it? 10 and a 9. Is that 19? It is 19. Under okay, cool. 85, which is a massive success. Very good. And Carol fucking struts what Cal and Virginia gave her down this catwalk with the green dress. And at the end of the catwalk, she strikes a pose. And that pose, ooh, just a whip snap of the head did Ellie DiLorenzo. And therefore, Carol just snaps her head into place and the entire crowd almost flinches back. Throughout the room, we hear a gasp of air suck into everyone's cavities. Cristobal was watching, as he has done for every model that walked down, he was skimming through his notebook, looking for the dress that would kind of match their energy. Mm. And when Carol does the head snap, he flips to the back to a new page and starts drawing. And we cut to the back stage at the end of the show and Carol uh, you are still in the green dress because your clothes are in the trash and uh, uh, no <laughs> she's in a absolute a brand new outfit all crystal ball designed is waiting for you backstage when you get back there and you, and it, it what does it look like ooh what does this new outfit look like Ellie that Carol has backstage waiting for her I think it's like fur oh Fur in the summer is such a bold move. And weirdly short, like too much legs. Like it's not like sexy short. It's more like, uh, is she wearing pants? Um, and um, but it works because because there's something there's something demoto about it, you know. Yeah. Somehow Carol would know by feeling it that it's not actually fur. It's ground up hawk feather that is uh, then reconstructed to look like fur. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And she pulls out a cigarette. From the pocket? From from the pocket. She finds a cigarette in the pocket. She has no idea what it is, if it's crack or an actual just no, regular it's just cigarette. the coolest cigarette you can buy in the city. Yeah, and, and she puts it in the side of her mouth, Clint Eastwood style, and like lights it. Takes a couple of times for her to <laughs> properly light it because she doesn't realize you have to inhale. And then after a while, she... <laughs> hey, Cristobal. Can I talk to you for a second? <coughs> he in solidarity coughs as well. <laughs> yes, uh, anything. So thank you, by the way, for everything. This has been great. Oh, thank you. I have like, I have a weird question for you because I know that you're kind of into that kind of stuff. I found something there. Are you cool? Are you cool right now to talk? He like looks around and then ushers you into like a dressing room the greener room the green <laughs> the green room yeah like i wanted to show you i wanted to show you this be, be quiet, hands, be quiet. Hands, oh. be quiet. 
Sorry. I just... I don't want anyone knowing I do this. Sorry. It's okay, we'll keep it on the download, but... But, yeah, show me. And she hands you a Bible. Okay, what, what kind of... Zach's pulling something th- up. Uh, yeah, like the Third Testament. No, I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So Carol still has the silk bookmark at one specific page, page 211. And then the top right, you see it says Romans 9, 9. And then covering the, the top right of the page, you see a symbol has been drawn. And then in writing, it says big circle, little circle, question mark, dot. And then there's a little hyphen, and it says, ask away. And then it says, tips, colon, blood, flat surface. I mean, it's the Bible someone wrote in. Cristobal, can you roll power for me? 46 on a 55. Ooh. You get just a feeling in your bones. It's not certain. It's just a gut reaction that you have. You think to yourself... There's something more to this. There's something going on here. This matters. You can you can feel it, and more so, you can actually sense it from Carol Colorado, the weight that she is giving this moment. Cristobal, before saying anything, he pulls out his sketchbook, flips to a blank page, and copies that symbol down. Okay. With what? Well, he is opening his goat leather sketchbook. Cool. And writing with a silver and sapphire Mont Blanc fountain pen. Very cool. And he scribbles that down and he puts it back away. Can I ask real quick how you scribble it down? What do you mean? Can you show me like or describe like how you draw it? Luke is now flipping over a piece of paper and (laughs) putting pencil to paper. Oh, it's a mechanical pencil and it's just not coming out. Now it's nice and hard. Oh, I put too much. Okay, now the perfect amount. <laughs> he has drawn. Oh, he broke it. Damn it. <laughs> I love it. So Cristobal is like really fucking this up. <laughs> he is drawing what? Okay, he did a big circle and then he did a line and then he did oh, it's a, a little minion. circle and a dot and then he did a little hook over the top. It's like a question mark and then you circle the dot, and then you put a circle where the hook meets on the question mark. It's a minion with a little squiggly hair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, he elegantly <laughs> writes that down. And as your fountain pen kind of strokes the end of the symbol onto the page, nothing happens. Yeah, he closes his sketchbook and puts it back in his giant leather bag that he always has on him. And he he just has a weird feeling and he's not quite sure what to do about it. Where, with, where did you find this? In a church, in college. I feel like it's some sort of, um, there's something about it and I, I kind of want to try and see what, like, if it can do anything, it feels very powerful. And it's, I just have a gut feeling that, I don't know, this could be a really, really good thing for me and for us. Like, if you're in. If I'm in to, is this like a, a ritual? Or? Yeah, but like, Cristobal, it's obviously like, I mean, it might not be like light magic. It seems like it's more like dark magic, but if you're cool, I'm cool. Roll a cult for me, Luke. I got a 14 on a 20. Hey, that'll fucking do it, baby. This is 
absolutely a ritual is exactly what you thought. And in order to do the ritual, you need to draw this symbol in the order in which it is demarcated in the text, which says big circle, little circle, (laughs) question mark, dot. Uh, And then seemingly you'll be able to ask away, whatever that means. And then the tips are blood and flat surface. And so you surmise that likely the symbol should be written on a flat surface and if possible, use blood. I know that you're like, that you're very smart about these things. So I might, you know, I might be just, I might be tripping, honestly. I just, I felt like I needed to bring it to someone that I can trust. Um, Well, let's, uh, I mean, I think no harm in trying. I mean, all right, cool, because I, I have a sense that there's something, something going on here that I, and I would like to try it, but I mean, where do I find blood? He puts his thumb up <laughs> and you see a very recent poke from a sewing needle in his thumb. He also reaches into his bag and is like, maybe I wear this too. <laughs> and he puts on a white doily looking puffy sleeved pearlescent frilled collared <laughs> top that has a goat's head in what looks to be blood. Dried <laughs> old blood all over it. Holy shit. Making the goat head. So he puts that on and then he he just kind of like bites his thumb and it starts bleeding again. And he looks down at the counter where you would do your makeup in the green room. Yep. And he draws the same symbol he just drew in his sketchbook. But how does he draw it? He does a big circle and then a little circle and then a question mark and punches his thumb down to do the dot of the question mark. And I need you both to roll grip. Grip. That is a good pass, 13 on a 55. Ooh, you got a pass there. God, this is a fresh character right here. <laughs> uh, 41 on 65. Yeah, so I, I passed two, right? Two successes. And so you are able to, in this moment, keep your wits about you as something otherworldly begins to unfold before your eyes. But you know deep down that this is genuine. This is happening. The blood starting from the thumb point of Cristobal de Moda begins to swirl in an almost spiral and the design that is now on the makeup table begins to move around almost as if it's like that magnetic like dust and then there's a magnet under the table moving it around but Mm. it's the blood and it creates this spiral design with a big circle in the middle as it continues to warp and move around the table and then it spells out in English with written text what question mark Uh, uh, this is this is your bible you ask I mean uh, let's start with something simple um Give me a thousand dollars. Please. Question mark. (laughs) Thank you. The blood on the table continues its movement. It's almost like wiggling, even in its text form. Legible, but 
moving around on this table. And then it reforms its design and dissipates into nothingness. Man, I'm going to check my bank account just to make sure. Carol Colorado, when you look at your bank account, there's a thousand dollars in it that was not there before. Holy shit. Dude, we need to, wait, okay. Roll uh, grip, both of you. I fail. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you both lose one. You lose one grip as this rocks you to your absolute core. I mean, this changes everything. This works. Whatever you just did, it fucking works. The symbol and everything is gone. Yes. Right? Chris Paul looks at Carol's phone, looks up at Carol, looks down at his thumb, and then draws it again. Yeah. Again, it moves into this spirally design before transforming into the word what. As soon as mark. what appears, Crystal Ball says, is what I'm doing right? The blood. And while he's asking, he's thinking of his new top that he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the blood absolutely dissipates after reforming into its design once again. And Cristobal receives a text on his phone, tripling the already enormous order he had received. Okay. Roll grip. <laughs> Cristobal wants to throw up when he sees that. <laughs> 85 is a lot. 85 is a lot. I failed it again. 76. Oh, grip, 74. Two more fails, one loss of grip each as this continues to work, it wasn't just a one-time thing. You can continue to do this. What is happening? Chrissy comes up and is like, oh my God, Carol, you did such an amazing job. Oh my God, Cristobal, every single piece. He inter- like he doesn't interrupt her, but he draws another one and like pushes her towards it and like points. And she sees it all begin to change. She passes her grip check and is like, what is happening? Ask it. And it says, what? Ask it for something. Um, can, can I, can, can I fly? Can I fly? And the blood goes back into its symbol and dissipates. And then she looks at you. What do I do? He looks at Carol. Jump off the roof. And in that moment, she begins to lift off of the ground. Oh, shit. And it's almost as if gravity has reversed for her. And she falls onto the ceiling. And it, like, is a drop ceiling in the back area of this. And she busts through the... the drop ceiling these these boards made of almost like foam and fucking cardboard bullshit the ceiling yeah she just falls straight like fiberglass through it, and, and then <laughs> and then you see her land in a hole above you splayed onto some like pipes and duct working that is near the ceiling of, of this room and you look up there and she is unconscious oh my god and blood is starting to come out of her mouth. Cristobal immediately draws, well, first he pulls his sketchbook out and draws the symbol in blood and then closes it and puts it back in his bag. And then he draws another symbol back on the desk or Dude, whatever. can Carol step in? Yes. Yeah, Cristobal's in like save this girl mode. <laughs> 
Carol takes takes his hand as he's drawing another. He's like, dude, you need to calm down. Like, I think that this is not this is not the way. This is not the way. She's starting to lose the confidence. <laughs> she's stuck to the ceiling. We've got to get her down. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, like, Wish obviously, we, we're. I don't want to bargain with the devil or whatever the hell this is. Uh, it's the first time Cristobal's really thought <laughs> about <laughs> what is it going on. All he has to do is like hit the dot on the symbol, and he's like, he like starts sucking on his thumb again. Be really, really careful what you ask for. I mean, Chrissy. You look up. Chrissy, wake up. Nothing. Oh, do either one of you have first aid? I have first aid and surgery. Go ahead and roll first aid, Carol. Yeah, I was very low, ten. Oh, snap. But I mean, mm, I have 40, but I failed. Neither one of you are sure as to the state of Chrissy currently, but she is certainly Shit. non-responsive. Okay, here's what we do. Okay, Christopher, you need to, like, okay, here's what we're doing. She's panicking. Um, we're going to call, we're going to call the, the cops. But no, we no, need no, to get, no, like, no. We, this, we need to get out of here. This, we did this. We, we fix it. And he stamps his thumb down in, oh, to sh- make the symbol. <laughs> and it says what? I... What if she n- did not fly and there's she reverse and the mattress below her and she's uh, not bleeding? Reverse, okay. She's like uh, Carol is trying to like reverse <laughs> what happened to Ke- Chrissy. Reverse Chrissy's and before spell. Carol Chrissy's can spell. get it out, the, <laughs> it goes back into the symbol, dissipates, and then everything that happened to Chrissy happens in reverse and when she comes down she lands on an inexplicable mattress and is standing on it no longer bleeding but she immediately falls crumpled lifeless onto the mattress (laughs) roll grip that's a critical fail for me yeah that's 10 Oh, 10 to success. Okay. Yes, you're good. So, Carol, you lose nine. Uh, Cristobal, you lose one, but it's a strong one that you lose. That really sinks in when Cristobal puts his finger on on the body of Chrissy looking for a pulse and does not find one. Oh, my fucking God. Do, do, do Do I, I mean, we... Your blood is all over her. We can fix it. We can fix it. And he like slowly, no, no, like hoping that you stop him, starts to draw. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. stop, st- stop it, stop it, no more, no more. We need to like. I, th- we, I <sighs> we just say she's back alive and she will be. Don't you? Th- no, no, think like, we should? don't you have like, don't you have like experts who know these things? Like, don't you have any people? Like, aren't you in part of some fucking group that knows these things that could help us here? Until now, I thought they were all hacks. <laughs> Fuck. And he pulls out his phone and starts looking for anybody that might know about like Bible magic. <laughs> he sees a name in his phone and remembers that he is already supposed to meet up with this guy at the jazz cafe for the occult meeting. And he gives him a call and he says, uh, "Hey, maybe you pick me up from my fashion show and uh yeah. and maybe you look at me we have a we have a problem. And then you hang up, and how do you uh, exit the situation that you're currently in? Which is, the two of you are backstage where the show was, 
Well, I just told him to pick us up here. You're going to have this dude meet you here. And there's currently a mattress next to you with the body of Christy on it. Is it a nice one? No, it is <laughs> just a mattress, like some fucking Facebook marketplace mattress. No sheets. Well, Carol is, is in shock, so she's not like emotion, uh, having zero emotions about this right now. Like she's just like, what, 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 would, um, what would be the smart thing to do here? Um, we need, we should, we should hide the body. Uh, we should hide the body in case, like we need more time to figure out if we can, we, we could probably resurrect her uh, with this, with, if, we, if we do it carefully, but we need to talk to your experts but no one can find this body. Like, we can't, because then then it will be too late. I know exactly what to do. He uh, goes out into the, um, like, main area where all of the dresses and all the clothing is, and he finds just, like, one of the dresses was basically just the entire catwalk length. <laughs> and he grabs that, and he places it over the body. Yeah. And if anyone f- discovers this, say it's performance art okay i <laughs> for the, for fun i'm gonna buy that <laughs> yeah that's then and then he is pleased with himself <laughs> <laughs> but just just in case let's lock the door so no one can come in here. <laughs> yeah he locks the door and then i guess goes outside to wait on uh who did he call he called ghostbusters <laughs> his favorite drag king and he is a French drag king. And mime. Whose name is Wee Wee. And this is not how I wanted to introduce him. <laughs> is this a, 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 the, this is the character? Wee Wee. A French drag king named Wee Wee. That's correct. No patrons wow. to pin that on. That's the Zach original. You made that up? <laughs> Jesus. We, we. My literally, I was like, well, I guess if somebody paid for it to be on the show. Here's right. a, here's an idea. We've never brought an actual child onto the podcast, and I, <laughs> let me tell you, every TikTok I see that, that is like featuring a kid has like two million. Likes I know. On it. <laughs> I have considered. So just a thought. Might be onto something. You know, selling my child to the just internet. exploiting. <laughs> I mean, dude, AI these days you can just put a filter over their face and. Uh, Ooh, computer baby. We could yassify uh, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd watch that.